If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. I promise that judging yourself will only make the important work of pivoting even more sticky and complicated. So rather than beating yourself up, simply ask yourself, what next? What should I do next? Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. So much of the time when we're focusing on growth and goal setting and reaching new next levels in our businesses and lives, we work with what we've got and we build from there. But one thing I think often gets overlooked and underestimated is the power in pivoting or even quitting certain endeavors that no longer serve us or are aligned with where we want to go. I want to tell you something that I've learned and relearned over the years. If you want to live this bold, creative, passionate life that everyone talks about, you have to be prepared to contradict yourself from time to time. I've learned that it's okay to say, you know, I've changed my mind. I've learned something new. I didn't know what I didn't know, and I'm going in a new direction. While we sometimes feel pressure to stick with what we have once proclaimed in a world where we publicly announce just about everything, including what we eat for breakfast, it can feel scary to change or pivot or straight up let an idea go. And that all makes sense, right? Shifting gears or straight up giving up on a venture feels really negative, like we've somehow failed. There's the not to be taken lightly decision to step away from something you once cared about deeply. And then there's this period of grief for what was that usually follows. And yet I truly think that knowing when it's time to let go of something in your business, whether it's a product or offer you've had forever or a system or even the full direction of your entire business can be a sign of wisdom. Not everything you build and create is meant to stick around forever. Sometimes it's just a stepping stone to your next best thing. And that's actually a good thing to recognize and listen to and lean into. 
I honestly can't imagine what my life would look like if I didn't listen to my heart when it told me to shut down the Midwest wedding blog I had poured hundreds of hours into, or when I decided it was time to hang up my photography hat and pursue a business in podcasting and digital marketing and education. Like my life would be entirely different. Now, for starters, I doubt that I'd have the same reach and impact that I'm now blessed to have, and there's no telling what my family or lifestyle would look like. When I was a photographer, I filled my schedule so much that over time, my physical and my mental health suffered. And even though I loved what I did, like I loved what I did and I adored providing beautiful memories for families, it just wasn't sustainable for me and my long-term vision, especially when we considered and when we started to dream of what our future family life would look like. And so I have shifted, I have pivoted, I started side hustles and worked them until they could support me fully. There was never this like overnight switch, like yesterday I was a wedding photographer and boom, now I'm a marketing educator. All of my moves have been slow and intuitive and kind of figure it out as we go years long. Phasing out in that way has ended up changing my entire world for the better. So this episode is all about making a switch in your own world, whether you need to give up a small piece of your business to make room for something new or totally shift gears into a different industry or niche that you felt calling your name. And rather than seeing pivoting or quitting as a negative, I hope to leave you feeling like this motion into new territory can be a beautiful, expansive, and transformative shift in some really significant ways. So let's talk about three really telltale signs that it's time to start moving into something new and how to begin making the shift as gracefully and smoothly as possible. The first sign you're ready for a change you're simply not passionate anymore. Now I know, I know it seems obvious, but passion is the number one indicator of whether something's going to keep working or it's about to stall out. If you're lacking passion, nothing can motivate you to perform and excel at the level that you need in order to go the distance in entrepreneurship. Now, let me preface this and say that passion has this natural tendency to ebb and flow. But if the thing you once loved, the thing that lit you up has now become a thing that you dread, it's likely a sign that something might need to change. Now, listen to this. When I was first a photographer, I literally brought my camera everywhere, like the farmer's market to the baseball game, to the bar that we were eating at. Like I loved documenting everything. And over time, I started to associate my camera with work and I started to leave it behind. Like I didn't want to be on the clock all the time. I I didn't love when people would ask me to bring my camera along to things that weren't paid jobs. Sometimes passion dwindles from time to time in seasons of exhaustion and burnout, and it's temporary. So it's important for you to evaluate how you really feel about your business and industry and lifestyle altogether. I always say you can never quit on a bad day. So if you're thinking about quitting, I want for you to make that decision on a day that was great. That's when you're clear and sure. Look at the different pieces of your life and your business to see whether you're in a temporary period of fatigue, which totally happens, or if you're in an actual state of true discontent, because that can be super powerful and important before you make any drastic decisions. I remember a subtle shift that was signaling to me that a change was necessary when I no longer looked at wedding inquiries that were two years out as a sign of success. Like I looked at them as something that would trap me in. And as someone who rarely knows what she's eating for her next meal, the thought of contractually agreeing to be somewhere a year or two in the future felt stifling to me. Like it was no longer exciting. 
Are you so run into the ground by your jam-packed schedule that you don't even get excited about what you're doing most days? Does your workload overwhelm you more than it excites you? Do you find yourself wishing you could take a year-long vacation and, and then another year after that? Then it might be a sign that you're burnt out. And by might, I mean, you're probably absolutely burnt out. If this sounds like you, the best gift you can give yourself is defining your enough point. I've told this story so many times before, but when I felt utterly burnt out as a wedding photographer, instead of acting purely on emotions, which is totally what happens when you're burnt out, I instead leaned on equations to help guide me through that season. I just finished a wedding season where I'd made my first six-figure income. And frankly, it landed me in a state of burnout. So I sat down, I crunched some numbers, and I realized that I actually valued my time more than the extra money. And I was willing to make half the amount of money to go back to what I had made as my salary and my corporate job in order to claim my time back. I've talked about it before on the show, but there are different seasons where you value time more than money or where you value money more than time time. And you've got to get really honest with yourself where you're at. So when I was in that season, the following year, I decided I'm going to commit to half of the amount of work, which helped save me from further burnout. I didn't just pack it up and say, I'm out, I'm burnt out, I'm done. I said, okay, what is a feasible plan that can help me claim back my time and still help me earn enough money to just survive, you know? And what happened was with the extra time that I now had, because I cut back and only booked half the amount of work, I started my next side hustle, which evolved into what you now see today. And I would have never been able to pivot had I not freed up the time to dream and generate new ideas and learn and be a student and to simply start. So if you can find your enough point and create a boundary around only booking that amount of work, it might be the first step in creating more space and time to dream for you. Before throwing in the towel on anything, look at the areas that you can begin protecting your time and your peace better with boundaries. Can you maybe outsource certain time-consuming tasks, even if they're not business-related? Like signing up for grocery delivery or a once-a-month housekeeping service can work wonders for giving back some of your much-needed time and mental clarity. Could you create more boundaries around your working hours or email time, logging off at 6 p.m. every day or staying off email on the weekends? It might sound like a pipe dream, but truly only you can create the limits around your time in order to protect it. And honestly, the more boundaries that I create and communicate, the more people respect them. So give yourself a few hard and fast rules on being more mindful with your day-to-day schedule and prioritize rest and unplugging in any way that you can. And maybe if you do all of these things, you'll be able to see if any of the passion you once had for your business starts to return. Now, if it doesn't, that's a big sign that you'll want to pay close attention to. And before you start judging yourself for not being able to keep the fire lit on your once passion, remember that as human beings, we all evolve. It's totally normal. We're all constantly growing and changing and you're not meant to be one thing or wear one title. Like you, yes, you, you are a multi-passionate, multi-faceted, multi-hyphenate human being. And it's okay to lean outside of your known area in order to try new things. Our interests and desires move and change and shift. And there's not always a rhyme or reason behind it. I promise that judging yourself will only make the important work of pivoting even more sticky and complicated. So rather than beating yourself up, simply ask yourself, what next? What should I do next? 
What does light you up? What excites you? What could you offer that stands out from everyone else? If the thought of doing what you're doing today, five years from now, or even one year from now feels stifling, that's a pretty solid indicator that you should be starting to dream up your next move and then start to go for it. So where to begin with dreaming up your next move? My advice to you is this, dial back to the foundation of what matters the most to you. An exercise I always refer back to is called the seven levels deep. I went through this full exercise with my business coach, Dean Graziosi on the podcast before, and you can listen in at jennacutcherblog.com slash seven levels deep. That's number seven levels deep. Essentially, it's this mental exercise that leads you through seven questions that ultimately lead you to your purpose and motivation at the very core of who you are, which is essentially your why. If your passion is fading with your business, maybe it's because the work you're doing has deviated from that core why. So dig into those questions and find a path forward that begins and starts with your why. The second indicator that it's time to pivot or quit is that you're not bringing in a profit. So the other day I got a DM on Instagram from a follower and a listener of this show, if you're listening, hello. And she said, Jenna, how long did it take for you to get traction before you started to actually grow? I've been at it for a year and I'm ready to give up. (laughs) And I remember those early days and it does take time to grow and gain traction. Now there's a difference between profits and getting results and the water can get easily muddied when you're starting out and in that grind. Listen up. I know this isn't totally new and mind-blowing information, but if your business isn't profitable, it's not really a business yet. Maybe you're like, duh, Jenna, but as my friend Tiffany Alicia says, you can either look like a business or be an actual business. And the latter requires offering something and getting paid for it. So you might feel profitable, AKA you're making sales and bringing money in, but I challenge you to sit down, look at your sales alongside your expenses, like a simple profit and loss analysis. You want to look at items, including taxes, team members, cost to produce your product or service, business memberships or platform fees, office expenses, even small things like PayPal service fees that you might not have thought to track before. I know it's not a quick and easy lift to evaluate all these pieces, but when you take into account all the small things that add up in running a business, you might just realize you're not as profitable as you once thought. The worst part, so many business owners are grinding and working themselves into the ground week in and week out to turn sales and to make more money, yet their profits don't show much for it. And worse, A lot of companies aren't looking at their profits and loss each month and they wait till the end of the year or tax season in order to be shocked that they worked so hard in order to earn so little. So sometimes pivoting doesn't necessarily mean changing up the direction of your business. Sometimes it simply means getting smarter within the business you're already running. Do you need to raise your rates and enhance your experience to allow for you to take on less clients so that you can provide more value and make more money along the way? Do you need to look at what services you have running for your business on auto pay that you don't necessarily use or need? Do you need to add a new product or service to your offer suite that's high dollar and can raise your capital or that's low dollar and is an easy lift for you to incorporate regularly into your schedule? There are tons and tons of options to make your business actually genuinely profitable. And when no one is taking advantage of your offers and no matter how you try, you can't sell a darn thing. It is likely a sign that your current concept isn't landing. It's not working. 
But don't freak out. You can pivot your messaging or your strategy and try new things. You can experiment, research, test out different ways to promote your offer. If no one is paying for what you're selling, it might be time to pursue the next idea or shift how you're marketing yourself to see how you can bring in more profits. Now, I want to make an important distinction here. When that girl reached out via DM and asked me how long it took, if I looked at all the expenses I incurred starting my blog and getting my photography business off the ground, I was not extremely profitable right off the bat either. I was working my full-time job to afford my life and every penny I was making in the business went right back into it. So my profit and loss statements at the beginning were not Shark Tank worthy. Just so you know, good things do take time. Check yourself to ensure that you have the stamina that is required to stick it out and be honest with how your efforts are going and where you're struggling. For a new business, profit might not be instantaneous. In fact, a study done by Cabbage, which is a small business lender, says that 68% of small businesses are profitable in the first year. But entrepreneur.com says that the average startup takes about 1,000 days to become profitable. That's around three years. Of course, that doesn't make it not a business because you haven't earned back your investment in the first day on the market. My best piece of advice is to start your new business or investigate your new idea as a side hustle in order to build up the confidence and belief in yourself and to test the waters without having risk weigh you down. This gives you a way longer runway to generate profit and allows you to not be stressed about having overnight success. I'm so grateful I was able to fund and grow my photography business while working my corporate job, which gave me the ability to save up the profits that I did make and invest them back into the business before I was ready to make that leap of faith with confidence that my business could support me. Finally, the third sign that it's time to pivot is that your vision, life, or lifestyle has changed and it's no longer aligned with what you're doing. There will be seasons of your life where what you thought you wanted and what you actually want aren't fully aligned. It happens as we learn, grow, do, and evolve. Maybe you got married or had a baby or moved across the country, or maybe it's more abstract than that. You realize you don't want to work 60 plus hour weeks to barely make ends meet, or a sick loved one helped you see that there's more to life than working all day, every day. When something changes in life and you're forced to either rebuild, try something new, pivot, or evaluate your current decisions, it's a good time to weigh out what truly feels best for you and what makes the most sense for your future. If it feels like you're having to force your business decisions or make it work because you feel all this external or internal pressure to make it work, then it's likely going to start weighing more heavily on you and taking a toll on your mental health to keep pushing for something that just doesn't make sense anymore. One of the biggest indicators that I needed to both pivot my business direction and bring in more outside support was when we were going through our fertility journey, we had the issues and I experienced two back-to-back miscarriages. Now, there were certainly things that were completely out of my control during that period of time, but I also realized at that time that my approach to work, which was burning the candle at both ends every single day, it just wasn't sustainable or good for my health. It had never been more clear that I had built a business that stopped generating income the moment I stopped working. And so when life forced me to pause and rest and heal, I was met with stress and anxiety that I would lose momentum or that it would all crumble. It wrecked my stress hormones. And even though I felt like I was on top of the world business-wise, health-wise, and in my relationship and my mental health and my day-to-day routine, I felt like everything was crumbling. 
It was like my body knew that if I continued at that speed I was currently racing at, I'd never be able to be fully present in any area of my life. It took two really hard and devastating losses to finally realize I can't do this alone. I'm not meant to do this alone. I need help in my business. I needed help from health professionals. I needed help in creating a work and lifestyle routine that uplifted and energized me rather than left me drained and exhausted by the time I had hit the pillow each day. So I want to ask you, what does success look like for you? When you think about what you're working towards, does the work you're doing today align with that vision? If you're in a season of change personally, does the endeavor you're working on support that change and help make it seamless and not stressful? The hardest lesson I ever learned was to build a business that supported my life and not to build a business that was my life. The last wedding I ever photographed was when I was 20 weeks pregnant with Coco, and I never felt more sure of my decision to close that chapter than at the end of the day of hauling gear with a pregnant belly. The life I envisioned for myself didn't involve being booked every single weekend and missing out on family time. And luckily I had realized that three years prior, and I had started to pivot and shift as I built my side hustle once again. So maybe you've woken up too many days in a row dreading what you're about to do, or maybe you can no longer sell with the passion or the conviction that's required, or maybe it's some other big life change or realization or an outside force prompting you to make a shift. Whatever it might be, you likely know in your gut that it's time to slow down or readjust or make moves in a new direction. I'd encourage you to be brave enough to start taking the steps you need in order to take care of you your family, and your future. Yes, it's scary for sure, but even baby steps towards a better tomorrow will make all the difference if you just start now. Does anyone actually like change? It's one of those things that most of us tense up at the thought of, having to reorchestrate or rebuild some part of our lives, especially something as monumental as our businesses, aka our bread and butter and our income and future. But By listening to the signs that are pushing and prompting us, we can start making wise decisions to move into a new direction that makes the most sense for us and for our businesses. Doesn't always mean closing down shop and starting something brand new, although sometimes that's what it requires. Sometimes it's also just adding something new, removing obstacles, adjusting details like pricing or offer suites, or branching out into a new arena. Whatever pivoting might look like for you in this season, I know that you are capable of doing so with grace. Just remember, take it day by day, one small step at a time, check in with yourself and do it often and keep the goal in mind that you are building something that future you will find peace in being a part of. That's always worth a period of discomfort as we grow and shift and evolve. Gold Digger, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved this episode, I would love to hear from you. Leave a review and put a little heart emoji in that review. I want to know if this reached your heart, if it helped bring any new ideas to life, or if it just helped you to check in with yourself and how you're feeling today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 
Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home, and thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.